Bishop Dr. Michael Hutton Wood, the senior pastor of House of Judah, UK, the Happy Church, presents six dynamic life-changing books that will catapult you to higher heights entitled Success Has No Uncles, 12 Cancers to Avoid at All Costs in Leadership, Ministry, and Management. You have only one life. Make it count. Understanding and releasing the power of first fruit offerings and tithes. Invoking the incredible power of altars and sacrifices. Forgive, but don't forget. Success is self-determined. Success consists of little daily efforts. And failure consists of little daily neglects. Daniel said, I understood by books. No matter what life throws at you, stay focused and keep moving through relevant and current information. These books are definitely a must for your library. Order your copies today by calling or visiting our website, www.housejitter.org.uk or using the information on your screen. This is a very typical example. Not that we pray that there will, there will be a breakthrough. That's why I'm excited. And I'm not going to ask you to give anything towards it. If some people knew about it, we'll say, ah! As for this Sunday, they'll be offering, they'll be raising offerings to repair the damages. <laughs> we, we don't do that here. We've given carry forward. Third offering is sacrificial turnaround offering. When you want things to turn around in your life, you give an offering that is called inconvenient, an offering that hurts you. Every anniversary we give sacrificial offering. When things we need things to be turned around. We give a sacrificial offering. Three years ago, my mentor said, before we entered 20, 2019, he said, something is going to happen to your family. So, sow a sacrificial offering before the new year starts. So, I sowed a sacrificial offering before the new year started. And certain things happened in our family, was about to happen in our family, and it was a sacrificial offering that prevented it from happening. That's carry forward giving. These are all in the Bible. Number four, giving to the poor. Giving to the welfare. The Bible says, Proverbs, can you put Proverbs 28 verse 27? All these things work. Proverbs 28, 27. Then Psalm 41, 1 to 3. Giving to the poor. So we can call them various offerings or you can call them various investments. So what I need in my life is what determines the offering I give. If I want the devourer to be rebuked. You see, God has made the thing so simple. Very simple. If you want... Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be. So it gives you what to do. It gives you the result. If you obey and serve, you spend your days in pleasure. You spend your years in profit. He has given us the conditions for everything. Everyone is responsible for everything that happens to them, good or bad, including me. It's all there. It's all in the Bible. Whoever gives to the poor will lack nothing. So if you are working in lack, what should you do? If you are working in lack, find a poor through your church and give to them. But there are funny people outside who say they are poor when really they want to go and buy uh, alcohol. So you must descend before you give to people outside. So whoever gives to the poor will lack nothing. But those who close their eyes to poverty will be what? Who wants to be cursed? Simply because they didn't give to people who are in need. So we've created an avenue in our church, where you can give to the needy and to the poor. Guess what I saw on Instagram yesterday? Uh, my mentor, Bishop Akoto Banfo, 
have a similar flyer, like the flyer you did for giving to the poor. And they are telling people, if you want to give to the poor, come and donate whatever peri- un- unperishables. Come to the church every Sunday and just drop the thing. We want to feed the poor in our community. That's what we've been doing. Because you are giving, when you give to the poor, God remembers you. God delivers you from trouble. You are blessed. So all these things that I'm, I'm putting the keys in your hand. What you need to do is do it and see the result. I'm not in the scriptures. <laughs> That's what I'm taking, but I'm so relaxed. You do it, you will see it. It's not a trick from a church. Pastor Mike, Master, Pastor Johnson sent me a text after the service last week to confirm the message we preached last week. And he said, sometimes people think you are fleecing. He used a good word. I use the word, what I use, what the word I use. They think that maybe you are playing a trick on them. He said, some church people think you are fleecing them when you preach on giving. This is part of the gospel, just like holiness, faith, and other subjects. Psalm 41, Psalm 41, 1 to 3. Until it is taught, you don't know. And until sometimes you are reminded, you may have forgotten. Psalm 41, 1 to 3. Do you have Psalm 41, 1 to 3? It says, Blessed is he, I can't see the thing properly. Blessed is he that considers the poor. The Lord will deliver in the time of what? Aha. There are troubles on the earth. God preserved Stalin, preserved Saka from all these people, racists, and black people because we give to the poor. Saka took care, uh, Stalin took care of a young boy he found who was sick and paid the hospital fee and everything until the boy died. What's the name of the gentleman who Rashford? All these people, all these people are involved in what we are teaching. Hospitality. Some may say, but they have the money. <laughs> Where did they start from? Don't wait until you have more than enough. Shout amen. <laughs> Psalm 41. Blessed are those who consider the poor. The Lord will deliver them in time of trouble. So trouble is in the air. But what delivers you is your giving to the poor. All right. Number five, giving to strangers. People you don't know. He says when you are giving to strangers, you are giving to angels unawares. I'm not even aware that when you are giving to help people, you don't, you don't. Yesterday, my wife walked into the shop and there's this girl who was walking, walking through the shop looking for, uh, what was the thing she was, look, she was looking at? She was looking at what? She was looking at different kinds of things. And you could say she takes the thing and then she'll look at the price and then put it down. Look at the price and put it down. So my wife approached and said, what are you looking for in this shop? She said, I'm looking for this and this and this and this. My wife at the moment, at that time, had just 10 pounds on it. She said if she had her, her card on her, she would have taken it to the shop to get the thing she wants. That's what you are, you are giving to strangers. And the Bible says when you give to strangers, Hebrews 13 too, please put it up for them to see. Do, be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for by so doing, you are entertaining angels unawares. Entertaining angels unawares. So she gave her that money. And the lady got what it is that. What is that? Giving to strangers. What you don't know is you may be entertaining strangers. When uh, Abraham was at home one day and three people came. Strangers. 
And Abraham said, come, 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 please sit down. And told his wife, go and prepare a meal. And cook for these three strangers that he did not know anywhere. After they finished eating, listen to what they said to Abraham. Your wife will have a son in nine months. Feeding strangers, what he didn't know was, these were angels who had capacity to end his wife's barrenness. No doctor involved. His sperm was dead. Abraham dead. Sarah dead. But one act of kindness to us, to strangers, opened the womb of his wife. You have no idea what giving does. So sometimes when I'm teaching on giving, you want to. These are the understandings that I have. That is why I keep going on and on and on like a broken record. Because there are certain things that must turn around. Your business must turn around. Your career must turn around. Your immigration must turn around. Certain things you are crying behind closed doors must turn around. These are the things that makes it. And don't look for a thousand pounds if you don't have a thousand. Look for what you have. You have five pounds. Two pounds of five pounds is a sacrificial seed that God will, he will look on two pounds from a five pound as a sacrificial seed and turn your situation around. You don't have a thousand, you don't have fifty, you don't have hundred. From where you are, change your story. It's not about the money. It's about what you're looking for. And I'm not telling you to give it to me. I was going to say something, but if I say you, you won't be happy with me. So just, and I want you to be happy with me. For your sake. Shout amen. Number six. Ah. How to get God's immediate attention. How to get Jesus to stop everything that he's doing to attend to you is through giving. Luke chapter seven, four to seven. Luke seven, four to seven. The Bible says one day Jesus came to a particular city and this gentleman sent the disciples to come and tell Jesus, my servant is sick unto death. Look at what giving does to death of your precious children or servants. He said, my servant is sick unto death. Please go and tell Jesus to come and heal my son. My servant. And then the disciples came and they said, this, listen to this statement. They said, this man is worthy of your attention. What has he done? He has built us a church and he loves our nation. And immediately Jesus dropped everything he was doing and attended to this individual. Why did Jesus drop everything he's doing to attend to you and I? Because we have built him a church and we love our church and we love our nation. I love the UK. I love Boris Johnson. I'm not a conservative, I'm not labor, I'm not liberal, I don't belong to any party. I love this nation. I love people. I love God. He has built us a, a nation. He has built us a church. <laughs> so Jesus dropped everything he was doing to attend to an individual who had built them a church and loves their nation. That was the only qualification. Jesus dropped everything. So you want Jesus to drop everything in heaven to attend to you. Be a giver. Love his church. Love his nation. These are very simple. Very simple. They are not complex. complex. Number, sometimes they are too simple. That's why sometimes we reject all of us. It's too simple. Loving a nation. Loving a church. Building a church. 
house of Judah's new property. All these things are pointing to our new property. I've told people to start looking for our next property. Yeah. We'll be moving out of Friday. We'll probably go to Island. Amen. Southeast London, Southwest London, East London, wherever God gives us the property. So we can be a blessing there. Shout amen. Number seven, averting business failure. If your business is failing, how did Peter reverse his business failure? He gave Jesus his boots. Listen, in this kingdom, you cannot prosper without giving. In this kingdom, Bishop Oyedebo said this morning, in this kingdom, you cannot prosper without giving. So, the earlier the body of Christ universal gets used to the word giving, <laughs> the better. Never get tired of that word because our life should be a life of what giving. Everything you do, you're serving. It's all giving. It's all giving. It's all giving. And it's not because God needs anything and it's not because pastors need anything. We have to teach these things. And then number eight, pledges and vows. Now, this is a dangerous one. Hannah, in First Samuel, wanted a son. Eli, the prophet, had backslidden. So God also wanted a prophet. So Hannah, after going to conventions, going to church every week, every year, every year, go to convention every year, nothing was happening. Penina had children. She didn't have children. But on this particular day, like today, Hannah said, my story must change. And you see, my story must change. My story must change. So she said, she went to God in prayer, and the priest saw her praying with her mouth moving and thought she was drunk. She said, no, I'm not drunk. I'm pouring my heart out to God. Hannah said to Hannah, listen, Hannah had been praying, 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 praying. Nothing was happening. Then Hannah shifted her prayer to a vow, to a pledge. Everybody say vow. Everybody say pledge. <laughs> this God is sweet. Shifted from a vow, from prayer. To vow into God. If you give me a son, I will give him to you. God said, end of story. Hannah vowed. Another word for vow and pledge is give. She vowed, when you give me this promotion, when you give me this job, when you give me immigration status, when you give me a husband, when you give me a wife, this and this and this are things I'm going to do. God stamped it. God had not, already, not even done it yet. He stamped it because she vowed and pledged and he knew she would fulfill the vow. God gave Hannah a son because of a vow. Oh. What is it you are looking for from God? Vow. But don't vow if you won't keep the vow. Why? The Bible says, Numbers that was it. When you make a vow to God, do not delay to fulfill it because he has no pleasure in fools. When you make a vow to God, when God did that is for me, I will do this for this department, I will do this for that department, I will do this for this, this family. He says, when you make a vow to God, do not delay to fulfill it because he that God has no pleasure in fools. So who is a fool? A fool is somebody who vows, promises to do certain things when God does certain things for them, and they don't fulfill it. God calls them a fool. Look at the neighbor and say, they are 
scriptures in the Bible. Then, now let me talk about this. My preference is not to talk about this. But it's part of the thing that we need to teach. Giving to prophets. Giving to pastor. Is there somebody here saying, ah, we knew it. Now, listen to this. I'm saying this for your sake, not for me. Listen. Giving to prophets or your spiritual covering. Can you explain to me how God tells a widow to give to a prophet food? And the worst thing is he said to the, the woman, give, the man said to the woman, give to me to eat first before you feed you and your son. That doesn't make sense. The moment the woman gave to the man of God, that was the end of her business failure. So, when you give to prophets, it's not because you want to feed them. There's a pronunciation for the, from their mouth for you. That's the only reason. That's why I'm not afraid to talk about this. It's not about them wanting something. Paul said, I, I, I know how to abound and I know how to be abased. I know how to live with a little and I know how to live with a much. I'm a good financial manager. Give it to your prophet. Everyone watching from outside. Your pastor, your prophet who speaks into your life, who feeds you. Give to them as God blesses you. Give to them so they will pronounce a blessing for you. For the blessings to continue. They are not waiting for you to eat. It is one of the scriptures that must be taught. Mary Magdalene, Salome, Chusa, all these people supported Jesus from their substance. When they were delivered from demons. Jesus was not in need. The moment Jesus was born, they brought him gold, frankincense and meth. Enough gold for his entire ministry. So what does Jesus need? Pastors don't need certain things from people. They want to bless you. That's why God created the earth. Left to us alone, we won't preach this. It's not because we need anything. In this church, nobody gives me money financially. Except one sister who just started three weeks ago. Two months. Nobody gives to me financially. Nobody sends money to my bank account. Nobody comes to me and gives me money. Even Father's Day, I think it was two people who brought something. It's not a problem. My point is, do you need the father's blessing or a prophet's blessing from your prophet? If you are in your church, if you need a prophetic blessing, so into his or her life, it is, your, it is to your advantage, not his advantage. Please, please get that aspect very carefully. We teach it because we are told to teach it. Then look at this. Before Isaac passed, he said to Esau, go and make me my favorite stew and come and my soul, after I've eaten the stew, my soul will bless you. Those who gave to, uh, for my car, I blessed them. When the car is ready, their name will be in there, their initials. However, all those who gave towards the car, if because of delay, that the car hasn't come, and you really, really need the money. Please see me after service. And I'll write a check. I want you to still be happy that you gave the man of God money when the mentor came and said, give to us his car. Just come to me on the quiet. I will get your bank details and transfer. Reason being, you must be happy with everything you are doing. And everything you have done. Is an amen coming? So I'm emphasizing it for you all to know. When pastors are telling you give, give, give. 
I know there may be some bad apples uh, in the what? In the basket. But not all pastors are bad apples. If 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 somebody's misbehavior, if if I attach, if I mean to relate with you based on somebody's misbehavior, would you would you would you would you think that is justified? Michael's misbehavior, my, my son, Michael's misbehavior. You shouldn't be punished for my, my son's misbehavior. So why do you bracket all pastors? When you are talking about money, they are not, not all they are. My 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 my, my spiritual father was telling the members today, my helicopter that I used to move from village to village, you didn't buy it. It's my bless is my giving that brought me the helicopter. I can go from village to village with my helicopter. It's our giving that makes you whenever you get that, that's another thing. I was told to tell you this. Listen, I thank God for his word. You know why some people don't like giving to men of God? Ah. But they have already. They have money already. They have enough already. Why should we be giving to people who already have? Why do you buy Steve Jobs Apple? Why do you go to Max and Spencer? Why do you go to Harold? Why do you go to certain expensive shops that belong to millionaires? Don't you know that every time you are buying a product or giving to a businessman, you are making the businessman rich? He's already rich, but you are still buying his product. So what is the problem with giving to a man of God who is blessed? Because they are blessed, so you shouldn't bless them. When you bless them, they bless you back. When you bless those who have, you attract what they have. <laughs> you know, people say, why should we give? They already have. They already have. They already have. Then stop giving to people who already have. Is understanding there? Am I teaching? Are you getting what I'm saying? Giving to those who are richer than you. Please put this scripture up. Hebrews 7, 7. He says, the lesser is blessed by the greater. I give to my mentors. Then they pronounce blessings that keep me moving. We give to winners. The, the, the richest pastor in the world is Bishop Oedipo. I give to him. I give to his ministry. So I attract. He doesn't need Bishop Oedipo. doesn't need one P from anybody on this planet. He has gold mines that were given to him as a gift. People whom he has trained, taken to school, lawyers, who have become lawyers, doctors, are the ones giving back to him for all the years that he invested in them without him knowing their names, scholarships that he gave. You know, people talk about her. Somebody saw on, online. Now, you need to know all these things so that when you mix with the wrong crowd, you don't join them. But their stripes will affect you. Somebody said, why is he building a hundred thousand seater ark when there are poor people? Jesus said, the poor you will always have with you. Whether the man builds an ark or doesn't build an ark. Whether I buy a new car or don't buy a new car. Whether we move into the next sanctuary. You see, people will always talk. You don't join them. Because the curses will come on you too. And one of the things you need to understand, <laughs> don't talk about things you don't understand. When God blesses any of us, any of you here, somebody else shouldn't talk. They should just find out why God blessed them. Am I preaching? 
given to those who are richer than you. Hebrews 7, 7. Listen, without contradiction, the less is blessed. By Listen. Water does not flow upward. Your blessing a man of God is not what makes him blessed. He is the one who blesses you. The lesser is blessed by the greater. You can't lay hands on me. I lay hands on you. That's how it you, I'm teaching you Bible. The lesser is the father who blesses the son in your homes. So whenever you give, my son comes to my home and brings Ribina. Ah, what is Ribina? But hey, he wants a quick blessing. So whatever he has, he brings Ribina or brings biscuit or brings whatever and I pronounce blessing. Can't I buy my own biscuit? No, I can't buy my own biscuit. What is my son looking for? Bringing biscuit. Ah. For the blessing of the father. The father has his own house, his own car. So what is my son looking for in bringing biscuit? Get understanding. Get understanding. There are many people outside house of Judah who when they're going to what? Oh. Should I go there? <laughs> a pastor. You see, sometimes people wonder why pastors don't share certain things with people. A pastor turned 60 and made a party for the church to come and celebrate with him. And some of the church members said, why has he spent all that money to throw a party? Shouldn't he have given the money to them? And so they pronounce a curse, and the pastor, for one week or one month, if the records are correct, lost his manhood. The pastor lost the function of his manhood because of wrong attitude, wrong behavior. Envy, jealousy, all mixed against the pastor celebrating his 60th birthday. So then pastors decide, when I'm going to celebrate my birthday, I won't announce it. When you're going to celebrate, don't announce it to people who don't want your welfare, even though you always want their welfare. How can you destroy a pastor's manhood because of his 60th birthday party? Thank God he recovered and decided from today. Nobody would know my birthday. You see, that's when we're praying <laughs> that the word of God will have to. They are, look, you have enemies. Pastors have enemies. Let's band together and stand together. So pastors don't announce their birthday. Don't announce, don't announce, don't announce anything that pertains to them. Just in case. Not that they are afraid. They are being wise. God, they understand not everybody is for us. Even Jesus, not everybody was for him. So don't, 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 don't keep sharing your stuff with everybody you see. It's not suspicion. It's wisdom. You will see happy birthday on my, on the day I, my, my birthday. You will see my picture on WhatsApp platform. You know, it's, it's, it's his birthday. But don't put anything there. 
It's not necessary. Those who know, know. It's not necessary. And those of you who went, it's your birthday. You go and spend money. You, you travel to your hometown and feature everybody. You throw a party for the whole community. And then they start throwing darts. And by the time you come back, your face is swollen. You are telling everybody your dream. There are some people who want to be like you. At your demise. Be wise. Why did Abraham give to Melchizedek? I'm explaining this to you. Melchizedek was Jesus. <laughs> who gives to Jesus? So anytime God tells you, I was going to ask you a humorous question. I was going to ask all of you a humorous question. When was the last time God told any of you to give money to me? When was the last time? When was the last time God told you to give to me? When was the last time God told you to give to your pastor? Think about it. Why hasn't he told you, bless your pastor? And remember, it's not because those pastors who are teaching that thing <laughs> need it. I think let me close with this one. First fruit. You all heard, you've, you've all heard of first fruit. When you get a bonus, when you get a rise, at the beginning of every year, you sow first fruit seed to ensure that the blessings remain on your life. Then let me close with this one. Listen, lift up your head. Let's close. These are deep stuff. I want you to go home. Meditate on it. These are not teachings for uh, children. These are for people who have been around for a while. Grab it. Anything you want. They, we've given you the scriptures. Act upon it and then get your result. The last one I'll give you, I've got, um, I think we've got about 10 more. But let me give you this. Let me, let me ask you a question as we close. All of you here were born on a particular day. So, every year, you have what you call your birthday. Alright? All of you have birthday. you all have birthday? Okay. So, you all have birthday. Now, on your birthday, you are expecting a gift from people who celebrate you. And if you are married, you have a day called anniversary. Wedding anniversary. And then you have birthday. I'm talking about the various kinds of givings. You can tell so far that from everything I've talked to you so far, one doesn't cut it all. There are different blessings from, for different things which you are being taught. So from now, take it, run with it. Your birthday, you buy a gift for you. Expect people to buy gifts for you. On your anniversary, very often the wives expect their husbands to buy them a gift or take them out. I don't know whether the women plan for the husbands yet. I'm sure they are. But listen. Birthday. Your birth. God gave birth to you through your mother and your father. And gave you a birthday. So, on your birthday, the giver of life gave you that birthday. So, how come on your birthday, you don't give God a thanksgiving seed for your life?
On your anniversary, you expect your husband or your wife to give you a gift. Your wedding, your, your, your marriage has been preserved not by COVID, not by UK, not by the nation in which you live. Your wedding anniversary, your marriage has been preserved by God. So, how come on your wedding anniversary, you don't give God a thanksgiving seed? I said give, who do I say give to? <laughs> not to the pastor. How come you have not come with an envelope and say, this is a birthday seed? To put in the bas- offering basket and give it to God. Or wedding anniversary and thank God for how many years he has preserved. There are some people give, uh, who get married and within a week they are, they are finished. You have been married for one year, six months, three years. Whether there's turbulence in the marriage or at least you are in there. Shouldn't you give God a thanksgiving offering for protecting your marriage? These are some of the various offerings. And remember, everything that you do, make sure you do it willingly. Make sure you do it cheerfully. All these givings must be done with a cheerful heart, with a willing heart, no bitterness, no resentment. All those things are hindrances. So I put in your hand keys. Go and listen to it over and over and over. And take your portion. Take your portion of the message. Take your portion. And start acting on All these things are available to you. You are facing trouble on your job. People are competing with you. Uh, all kinds of things that should be happening. Promotion, etc., etc. All these things I've given you bring promotion, brings protection, brings preservation. These are things that when you do, and it is till you do it, I would love to give a birthday gift, a birthday offering for you. But it's not biblical. I would love to come here and say it is uh, Jokoto and Mrs. Jokoto's birthday anniversary. So I am giving an anniversary seat for these Jokoto people. It doesn't work. They are not the one thankful. I'm the one thankful for them. It doesn't work that way. You need to thank God for your life. That's why the first thing we did when we hit this place after what happened this week is to give him thanks. Because ingratitude will cause you to just shut the whole thing down. When two engines of Bishop Oedipo, the two engines went out. They were in the air inside over Cyprus. Two engines went when two angels go, that's death, permanent. That morning before he took off, his spiritual father whom he had been given to had an agency, had a dream that Bishop Oedipo may die that day. So Pa Adeboye flew to Bishop Oedipo's house early in the morning around 5 a.m. They called him from bed and said, Papa, Papa Adeboye is downstairs. So what is he doing here early morning? He said, I had a dream that you were in a flight danger and that death was knocking at your door. So I came as your spiritual father, your covering, your pastor, 
to pray for you because of what I've seen about to happen. He prayed for him. When they went into the air, to Israel on their way, Cyprus on their way back, two engines failed. The plane was just dropping. He stayed calm in the plane. Because of this. Because of this offering. They landed safely in Nigeria. It's still alive to today. A father saw it. Because of seeds. Pa Adeboye also is one of the richest men on the planet. You can underestimate him to your demise. What does he need from Bishop Oedipo? It's Bishop Oedipo who needs something from him. So when you see people outside and they say things like, all pastors think about is money, everything is, just teach them the various kinds of offerings and its benefits to them. And then, let me add this. Don't let anybody talk you out of your church. Know your pastor enough not to allow people to talk you <laughs> out of your church. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Know your pastor enough. The only thing you can get offended by is by the word that they preach, which Jesus gave them to preach. Never get offended at a pastor. It's, it's, it's to your detriment. But the message was given by Jesus to preach that message for your good. So don't let others talk you out of your church. Don't let others talk you out of your willingness and your cheerfulness because it's all part. It will create resentment. It will create bitterness against the church, against the leader, against the flock. Whatever church it is, these are principles. What you sow is what you reap. May you not be endangered. Lift up your hands and let's pray for mercy. All of us pray for mercy. In the areas we are not delivering, in the areas we are guilty, let's pray for mercy. 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 Whichever area of the message touched you, ask God for mercy. 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 Lord, have mercy on all of us, everyone watching. Have mercy and grant us the giving grace. Giving grace. Giving grace. Giving grace. And let everything that we do be done out of love for God. Everyone in our midst who is not speaking to one another. Grant them wisdom to do the right thing so that their blessings will not be hindered. Thank you for answered prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you are not born again, the greatest gift is salvation. You are not born again. So you are watching us and probably you suffer from the spirit of racism. You hate black people. You hate colored people. Or you are tribalistic. You are in Africa. You are Ghanaian. You hate Nigerians or Congolese or Sierra Leonean. Or whatever country you come from. You are Asian. And you hate black people or you think you are superior to black people. Or you are white and you think you are superior to other colors. When Jesus comes to live on your inside, racism disappears. The person you need more than anybody else is Jesus to come and live on your inside. 
So you want to give your life to Christ. You hate Saka. You hate Sterling. You hate Rashford. You hate Blackpool. It's because you are not born again. And if you are born again, it's a disease. You need to be freed from it. Today we are here to pray for you. To heal you from every form of racism. Every form of prejudice. Every form of tribalism. Every form of negative culturism. You want to submit your life to Jesus. Stretch your hand. Let Jesus come and live inside you and to help you to love humanity, to love people. You want to give your life to Christ? Say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross. I believe you died and were raised from the dead. And I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' precious name. Cottonwood Publications presents the Financial Freedom Pack. The four newly released books by the author and prolific writer, Dr. Michael Hottonwood. Titles are 21 Reasons Why No Believer or a Pastor Should Be Poor, How to Get Out of Debt, and Stay Out of Debt, Steps to Becoming Debt-Free, Why Budgeting is Not an Option, and Reasons Why People Walk in Lack. Order your copies today by calling 0208-689-6010 or order online at amazon.co.uk, www.hasajuda.org. UK or michaelhottonwood.org debit or credit card accepted secure online payments by visa card mastercard charge card stored valued card fleet card and paypal